A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,700 podcasts delivered with over 17 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, MXGP preview coming up this weekend. The series is kicking off in Russia, and there's plenty to talk about when it comes to that series, and we'll bench race a little bit here. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis, of course. With me here is uh, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Just uh, excited to be here. I've been working here in Vegas all week out sell, pre-selling the 2022 line. So, Let me see it. Let me see it. Uh, it's in my car. Okay. I can show it to you later. Um, but uh, flyracing.com. Please go there. Go to your favorite e-tailer like motorsport.com and uh, ask to see the fly racing stuff if you're at your local dealer or go online. And uh, great... Uh, Great company, great stuff. The 2022 stuff will be out soon, as JT said, like August, right? Uh, late August? Yeah, we, we are hoping to debut it at Washougal. That's the plan. Right. Um, things are kind of crazy right now with yes. shipping and everything. So if we had to move it, it would go to Unadilla, but I really don't want to do that. Uh, so please check that out. The Formula Helmet is uh, a great helmet. It's lightweight. It's safe. It's quiet. Uh, it's got the Formula uh, technology, which is Rion in it. And uh, Formula CC helmet is brand new for this year. A little lower price point, same great features, though, same safety features and everything else, just a little bit different shell. And so please check that out from the guys at Fly Racing. A big Zone Pro goggle push this year with uh, Oldenburg and uh, Justin Brayton and uh, Mitchell Harrison. So those guys are doing good with the Zone Pro goggle. So please check it out, Fly Racing, of course. Um, whether it's Osborne, whether it's Bogle, whether it's Brayton, whether it's Savachi. Um, who am I else am I missing? RJ Hampshire. Hampshire. Yeah, I always forget about those guys. The Rockstar. They were the Rockstar dish line of fly racing. They uh, do. Yeah, um, they, they have a... Uh, we'll put Rockstar logos on the other ones, too. Right. Yeah, it's gotten actually a lot easier with Pepsi being in the picture. I thought it would go the other way. I would think so, too. Where it would be more strict, but it's yep. not at all. Oh, that's good. So, that's uh, good. Yeah, so really please good. check that out. Also, I want to thank the folks at Renthal. Uh, Renthal.com. Max's Tires. Coba Links. You know anything about Coba Links? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, Coba family I know really well. I actually work with Austin, who is... I believe the nephew of the person that started that. They uh, they do good jobs uh, over there, making uh, lowering links for all motorcycles of all brands. And also thanks to the folks at Motorsport.com as well uh, for coming on board this podcast. I want to thank the folks. Uh, well, I want to thank you folks for listening. And then also don't forget Rental Rental.com. Whether it's the seven eights bar, the old trusty one, the twin wall bar, the fat bar, the fat bar thirty six. Uh, AC recently went back to the uh, Twin Wall Bar. Uh, Kenny Roxon went to the Fat Bar 36 at one point. Uh, whatever it is, these uh, riders, whether it's Red Bull KTM, whether it's Monster Cali, whether it's Factory Honda, they've used uh, Renthal uh, components for a long, long time. Sprockets, bars, chains, and and uh, grips, of course. Uh, Renthal.com for more information. SGB Max's team. A-Ray, Jeremy Smith, who just broke his collarbone, actually. Rod Bell, uh, Jordan Jarvis, Maxxis tires developed by Jeremy McGrath. 
And uh, whether it's light truck tires, trailer tires, mountain bike tires, or the dirt bike tires, maxis.com for more information on that. So please check those guys out. Um, all right, we're going to get Callum Brower on here in a little bit, JT, to jump on. Nice. Uh, also, very big MXGP oh, lover. Yeah. Um, he knows a lot about it. So he does. Anybody that really takes the time to learn about that stuff, uh, I'm cool with We, uh, I'm, I've got breaking news. I don't know if I've said it uh -huh. yet on any of my shows, but uh, I will be in Sweden for the uh, MXGP oh, yeah. in I August. So looking forward to that. I haven't been to a GP since Mantova in what, what year did Chad show up? 15. Fifth? Was it that long ago? I think it was 15. Holy shit. Maybe 16. Oh, it was like 18 or 17 or 18. No. no? Okay. No. I think it was 15. Though. All right. Well, I'll be at uh, my first GP since then. Chad Reed had uh, ignition problems in the second <laughs> moto. Uh, I also think he was also uh, I think it was 16. over it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be going to Sweden this year. Looking forward to it. Getting to see Adam Wheeler, Lewis Phillips, and, uh, and all the boys. So, all right, kicking off in Russia this weekend. Mm -hmm. Very, very much delayed uh, uh, program due to COVID, um, and uh, that'll be interesting too because these guys have been at it for a while, training and getting ready, and then the series kept getting pushed back, pushed back more and more. Uh, we're doing a full series, and they're squeezing in the MXDN, I don't know, three-quarters of the way through their series. Yeah, so it's going to be wild. They have a lot of obstacles, mm -hmm. these guys. Yeah, would you ever go to Russia? Would you go to this race? Yeah. If it worked out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would. I'd be scared to death, but I would go for the experience. See, yeah. like, where this race is at, it's in Orleanok, which is on the coast of the Black Sea. I think this one would be pretty cool. Uh, I spent yeah. uh, four or five days in Moscow a few years ago, and I don't think I would go back to Moscow. Right. Not anything I would want to do again. It was great. Like, you know, I'm big on bucket list. I'm glad I went, but I'm good. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. But I think somewhere cool like that where it's coastal, you're, I mean... You know, thousands of miles away from Moscow and all the Politburo crap. Um, but I think that would be a, yeah. a cool experience. It's like a resort town, so it'd be right. kind of fun. Yeah, I'll be interested to see too. Like, obviously, look, the folks at uh, in front are uh, hoping to get all these going and getting them all off, and they're all got dates and everything else by now. But we might we might see um, a race or two moved yet still going yeah, forward. It's looking pretty good. Uh, the EU even made an announcement this morning that they have made an agreement for allowing tourists into the EU this summer. So things are really trending. Uh, Germany came out with a statement this morning saying that they will not go back to a full hard lockdown no matter what. So as far as planning things out, um, I think we're kind of over the hump. I think these these decision makers have finally said, okay, come hell or high water, we're moving forward. The vaccines are far enough along. We can't go backwards at this point because financially it's just going to be too devastating. Yep. Uh, I ha I'm going to Italy uh, at the end of June for Majora. Uh, so that will be my first one. And then I'll be joining you uh, in Sweden. And then I've got several more planned. Uh, I'll be in Sardinia. I will be at Mantova for Motocross of Nations. And I'll probably do some of the flyaways as well. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, it's been they're, it's been a drought. For, their last race is December 5th. Yeah, in Bali, right? <laughs> yeah, in Bali. Well, so, and we'll see if that one happens. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't really have any insight, but I have my doubts about whether that one happens. It's just that's asking a lot of the teams, and it's financially really burdensome. So. I could see that when them just saying, "Yeah, we're not, we're not going." Well, I, but, I hope but the do, last two go. are in Indonesia, so right. you, you know, if you're going to cancel Bali, you got to cancel the other. That's one. what I mean, yeah, yeah, right? Okay, Those yeah, two, I could two. say right, to it. the teams going, "Hey, we're just going to," yeah, but they would have to let them know really early because right. that obviously affects the championship. Yeah, I'm very bit. surprised at the amount of flyaway races. You know, in this time, in this uh, COVID days yeah. uh, of these no budgets doubt. and everything else, I, I'm surprised that the in front is just like YOLO. We're doing the 
flyways. You know, I mean, I know Russia, the first one here, yeah. there was a lot of controversy about this one. Yeah, and, and you know, the they have such a unique business model for MXGP versus the racing that we do here in America where, you know, the governments are heavily involved. Yeah. And that's how these races go off. If it was up to Infront and Ustream to pull off the financial burden, they would never go for that. It, would, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And you want to look at and ask questions of MX Sports, why don't you do this? Or Feld, why don't you do that? Well okay, get countries to pay for it and appropriate funds towards it, and they would. Um, so it's it's just such a different undertaking altogether. Yeah. Um, so I hope it happens. I think it's a cool aspect of it, but I would not be shocked if you see some of those fall by the wayside. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, look, uh, the it's the same question now for a number of years. Jeffrey Hurlings, does he stay healthy? Mm-hmm. And if he does... He's the heavy favorite to win I this thing. I don't know thing. if it's heavy. Okay, I would say he's probably two to one to win. Wouldn't you say? I don't know, man. I, you don't think? I don't know. Okay, uh, I right. don't think it's that much because I think I really have come around on Geyser. I was such a, I don't want to say a kind of a poo pooer of him, but I, I wasn't like, man, this guy's kind of getting to be an all timer. I just wasn't there, and then. I thought last year he really kind of broke out. Um, you look at how dominant he was, and, and that field is stacked. It's not like he's racing nobodies. He And he was head and shoulders better than everybody else. Uh, so I don't know, man. I think the field is much deeper than it's, than it's really ever been, and I don't really know where Hurlings is at. If you've watched him in his preseason races, he's not winning by a minute or anything. He's battling Ben Watson. I can't. I can't trust these guys on preseason right. stuff. But even like the race in Ernay, he went. He lost the moto to Jeremy Sewer. It's not like he dominated one one and it's like Hurlings is killing everybody yeah. by thirty seconds. Like he lost one of the two motos. Yeah. Like the, so. Yes, I think if I had to bet on who's going to win, I would say him. He's but a I, favorite, but you wouldn't. Yeah, heavy. I don't think yeah, it's crazy. Right. Like crazy I, I, heavy favorite. I'm putting Prado ahead of Geyser when Prado really? was there. Yeah, yeah, when Prado was there. Yeah. He was yep. as fast as Geyser, if not better. And then we always have the Gumby Geyser thing yeah. that when you're pushing him, when he's got to let it go hang out, when he's got to match a uh, Hurlings or a Prado, he throws it away a lot. And honestly, I mean, Hurlings has been hurt, so obviously mm-hmm. he has issues. And Prado's been hurt now yes. too, right? So That's where I was going to go is, yeah. is Prado hasn't shown me that he can do it on a 450 all season either. Right, right. I mean, these guys are – I don't know what the official tally is, but I know it's around 18, 19, 20 races that they're asked to do. Something like that. Yeah. That's a lot of racing for Prado, and he hasn't he hasn't done it yet. Right. I mean, you look at his MX2 career. I don't want to say it was easy, but for him, I think it was pretty easy. Yeah, absolutely. He, he dominated. I don't think really anybody the ever. KTM takes him. anybody and puts them on an MX2 yeah. bike, and, and and they crush it. But I think he is he's one of those guys to be able to go from MX2 and jump up and, and immediately win and win. Like he's yeah. obviously yeah, yeah. special because yeah. VL is not going to do that, right? No. So, oh, and we've seen the other KTM guys not be able to do yeah, that. So I think but. MX2 was really easy for him, and he really never had to put it on the line. And I think when he's in the 450, if he gets the whole shot and things come easy, it's fine. But when he gets in the heat of battle and, and he's in the mix with Febra and Geyser and Sewer and all these guys are all over the place, I don't know, man. I, I need to see a whole season of him being able to shake that out because he's always been a rider that he gets the whole shot and – Things work themselves out. He just doesn't really have to deal with traffic. He doesn't have to deal with adversity. He doesn't have to deal with anything. That's not what MX1 is. You, okay, he's going to have motos like that, but you know, 75% of the time, he's going to have to deal with guys that are as fast or faster than him, and it's just going to be a much different environment than he's ever dealt with. 
So we'll see. I, I think he's going to win. He's going to win races. But can he do, you know, 19 races or whatever the number is without crashing, yeah. without hurting himself? He hasn't done it yet. I feel, though, like, yeah, you're right. I just, I, it, his time's coming. I to, agree. Yeah. So, I agree. But I need to see it so, first. Okay. So if it's not this year, maybe it'll be next year. But I, I, he, I think he, I would put him ahead of Geyser just because I just think Geyser, when you look at the results the last two years, mm-hmm. when the guys are gone, Geyser wins. When they're there, he's not beating them. It's it's a real mixed bag. See, I think he's I think he has improved. Okay, I really do. Well, we're you, gonna, you we're can gonna go that. Out. Yeah, yeah, you I can think go that he's way gotten better if you want. But I think the combination of that bike, which we see what Roxon's doing on it, right? He's been yep. really good on that bike. I think the combination of the bike and then him improving ever since he got on right. the twenty one, which he was riding last year. Don't forget, he was riding that twenty one way before anybody here was. He's looked a lot better to me, but. Also, when you look at last year, though, JT, there were so many tracks in uh, what, Italy. Italy had like 10 rounds, yep. whatever it was. We're going to a traditional schedule now. More yep. sand tracks, more things. But even when I was like, up, he won Lommel when I was there. At ni- in 19, when I was at Lommel, he yeah. won. Uh, yeah, but was Hurlings there? No. Right. But, so, I but mean, I'm saying the know. other guys were, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, right. I, I just, I don't know if he can go off last year. I don't know. I, I, feel, like they can, I feel like Prado and Hurlings can push him to a level where he will crash. Maybe. Um. But they have to be there yeah. to do that, and remember, they haven't been there. Remember so. that race at uh, Matterly last year? He just smoked hurlings in one of yes. the photos, right? Yes. So yep. I think it can be done. That was the one where they were swapping back and forth yep. early on, right? Yep. And then yep. yeah, he just was gone. Right. He was gone. So I, I don't know, man. I, I I was always the guy that was naysaying Geyser. Always. Like the year that the first – or not the first title, but when he beat Caroli and Caroli got hurt, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, if Caroli didn't get hurt, he would have – like right. I was always that guy. I was always like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but. I'm not there anymore. I, I've come around. Um, if it, So you think if Geyser and Hurlings and Prado all stay healthy, Geyser beats them, could beat them? He could. See, I, 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 I don't, put him I don't think he's the favorite. I put him third if they all stay healthy. I put him ahead of Prado. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. I put him um, ahead of Prado. Well, yeah, sneakily, Geyser's uh, now a four-time. Uh, world champion, one one two fifties, and now yes. he's got three. If yeah, you're so, counting MX two. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yep. like you know, this guys are starting to to, yeah. to, to get Absolutely. some some records yeah. here. It's um, really hard to right. it's really hard to take anything away from him anymore. Right. Um. He can't he can't help who gets hurt and who doesn't. No, know? no, you can't. Absolutely, you're right. And, and look, I'm I'm a little bit of a hurlings hater, yeah. just because of people like you. You're the fans. The I'm fans of hurlings, some, but the fans of hurlings drive yeah. me crazy. I'm not. I'm not Parabinos or Lewis Phillips or Kellen or these guys. Take, take his MX2. Take half of those wins and throw them into garbage. But you could say the same for Prado or lots well, of these guys. But at least Prado moved up in three years yeah. or whatever. Um, and then Hurlings. Look, he had that one magical year. He worked everybody in MX1. Mm-hmm. And what have we done since then? The year so. what? The year we went to Majora from across the nations. Yep. He was unbelievable that whole season. Yeah. Was that the year? Okay, I don't. I don't. That was. Uh, yeah. 27, 16 or 17. But that was the year that Caroli was really good that year too. And Caroli would run away at the beginning of the race. And then Hurlings would like flip a switch at the halfway mm. mark and just come from like 15 seconds down. Like, yeah, okay. I well, win now. Uh, after those three, you got Jeremy Sewer, who's been really consistent on the Yamaha. I'm and, a Sewer and, fan. And he is, uh, yeah. What's it? He's got some sort of all time, not all time, but he's got some ma- magical record. Yeah, Moto not, started. Not missing races. Right. Yeah. It's great record for that. Uh, you know, and then you look at Antonio Caroli, who's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and Tony, for me, results are great and, and all that, but Tony off the bike makes me the fan I am of him. Um, he's so down to earth and so nice and so genuine. 
Uh, so yeah, I mean, anytime a gate drops that Tony's behind it, yep. uh, I'm cheering for him. No uh, matter what, I don't care who's in the race, I'm yeah. cheering for him. But can he win? I think he can. Um, you know, the knee is still a concern. He didn't mm -hmm. really get it fixed, right? He, he did rehab, and he's healthier. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going off of some of the information that Lewis Phillips shared with us. I think this is going to be the best shot he's had in a long time. Going back to that year where he and Geiser were battling at Trentino, this will be the healthiest he's been since then. Mm -hmm. It's It's been a constant injury management phase since then so we'll see i mean he's older right I, you have to yeah. assume it's going to be much more difficult because of his age but if you want to factor in that this is the healthiest he's been then maybe i wonder if sewer can take a step up too that'd be that'd be awesome he's just a tick below those guys does so any, consistent does anybody look like they're trying harder when they're riding the jeremy sewer <laughs> on earth because <laughs> i would say no right he he's making the Yamaha work for him though. He was one of the early guys to make the Yamaha work for him that people were talking about. So have you seen the video? And and I would invite anybody to go out there and look for it. I think he posted it on his Instagram. There's a video of him riding in the sand when he first like moved to Belgium to train. It's one of the most unbelievable. I'm trying to think of the this right. Is horrible. Oh, that's not the right word for it. It's not. Um, I laughed by myself watching it. I was at home. I laughed for a good five minutes, like chuckling at this video because it shows you what most guys deal with when they first go to Belgium and have to learn how to ride that sand. Right. You just, they have no idea what they're doing. And, yeah. and to watch him ride now, yep. like he's in the mix to win sand yeah. races. Yeah. So I just like the hard work and the effort that's showing up in his results now. And guaranteed at some point this year, Roman Fabra will put it all together and be blazing fast at a race. Yep. And you'll just be like, oh, mm -hmm. there he is, uh, former world champion Roman Fabra. Uh, he goes hard. Yeah. He crashes hard. Uh, but when he's on, you know, it's almost like a, uh, a stateside guy like, uh, like a Damon Huffman. When Damon Huffman was on, mm -hmm. he would win a race or two a year. You know, yeah, you and know. you're like, oh wow! Like I'm not, I'm not talking factory Cowie, Damon. Right. Yeah. And uh, um, you're just like, oh wow, that's it. Like, what are you gonna do? And Febra has that that mentality, the ability, I should say, to do that. He does. You know, the only thing with with Febra is that he really takes a lot of chances. And when you go, oh, yeah. you He's go back loose. to his Yamaha days, right. man. He he had that Gumby Geyser in him a little bit, and I think with age, that's kind of going away. When he hits the ground, mm -hmm. things kind of fall apart on him now. So right. I think that's. From my perspective, that's his biggest challenge is I think he knows he can go fast enough to win, but if he puts it on the line enough, he's going right. to crash his brains yep. out. He's going to hurt himself. Like Sweden, two years ago, three years ago, whenever I was there, he broke his femur. I was why he was going for the win. Yep. Right? He's taking chances to try to win. He breaks his femur. So you will always wonder where is where is he at mentally? Is he willing to do that? Or is it even a good idea to do that? Or is he just going to say, screw it, I'm going for it? I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, he's the only yeah. one that can no, answer it. And that's got to be in the moment, too. Yeah, he he can hang it out, for sure. Oh, he can. And, um, yeah, he can, for sure. I mean, he crashed that one race in Italy like four times and still won. I don't remember on that. On Yamaha. Yeah, it's <laughs> unreal. Uh, yeah, he's on Cowie now, of course. Um, he looked looked weird to me on a Cowie. He looked, yeah. What you know what the Sal did too a little bit. Yep. I, I never felt like either one of those guys looked at home. Yeah. On the on the bike. I think uh, I think it was a good fit in the end. Um, KRT needed a number one guy. Yeah. Right. DeSal was timing right. out, and um, you know, say what you want about Monticelli, but um, I think it's a good fit. I I think he is working well there, and I, and I watched him a little bit at the Italian Championship stuff. I would put him one step behind the guys that I think will win the championship. Mm -hmm. But he, he definitely slots in with that grouping of, of Seward and these guys like you're doing. 
uh, Mitch Evans going to miss the first round. He's got a bad wrist, which mm-hmm. has been bugging him for a while. And he's factory Honda, it's so it's like, yeah, like that cannot be a good start for him. Yeah. I wonder what the what's the story there? You think? Because he's been riding. I don't know. Yeah, I thought he was ready to go. I assume he was testing and ready to go, and then yeah, all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's going to miss the opening round with a with his wrist, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait, what? Like right. what? So, um, that's a tough blow. Do you know anything more about that? Like, is is it? I don't. I, I was I was thinking maybe there was something else to the story, like visa wise. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I, I'm a hundred percent speculating, and I probably shouldn't do that. But it <laughs> it just was so weird that it makes you think there's something else. You know, like I don't know. I, right. I I don't. I mean, right. obviously the most obvious answer is yeah, his wrist isn't good, so he's skipping the first one. But why would he then be good for the second one? Like if your yeah. wrist, you know, like yeah, yeah, is yeah, an yeah. extra week or two going to really make a big difference? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you're absolutely right on that one. Paul Jonas, uh, he was on Husky uh, two years ago. Yep. Start. I think he scratched a podium out. I think he got. Did he get a moto win two years ago or a podium? I don't like, if he won a moto or not. It, it was a, a real like for M- previous MX2 guy. Yeah, world champion. Right. He had broken through, and you're like, okay, we're getting somewhere. And then uh, he missed a whole year last year. Yep. And then now he's on uh, Gas Gas. Yeah. So he go back several years ago. He and Prado went at it. Yeah. Right. Uh, Jonas wins the championship. This is like Prado's first year, though. He moves up. Then Prado takes the reins in that class. And everybody's kind of wondering what Jonas is going to do. He didn't do a lot, to be fair. He actually did more than I expected. I didn't think much of Jonas. But when you well, we look at Tixier, you look at Rolando yeah, Reign, right. you look at these other MX2 guys that have... Haven't done anything, yeah, right? right? But I'm, I'm, pretty, uh, I'm pretty excited about Jonas's chances this year. I, I think looking at last year... The things I've heard about his preparation this year, if he can stay healthy, I really I think he gets on the podium for sure this year. Like yeah. without a doubt, he's an overall podium finisher. Um the biggest question is just staying healthy. The the season's really long over there. Uh they do a lot of riding on the weekends and he's a guy that likes to take he likes to take chances. He's he's young and he likes to send it and uh doesn't always work out. Yeah, he's uh, he's a nice guy. If you ever talk to him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a nice guy. You wonder too so gas gas, obviously, just like America, we got Barsha over here. How close are the gas gases to, you know, Caroli or Hurling's bikes? Obviously, they're two different. Caroli and Hurling's are on different teams, yeah. which is also weird, but whatever. Um, you wonder, um, is that a full bike? Is it a full factory bike? Yeah. You know? like, yep. But like, I, I think I think they have good equipment. If you look at Colton Haas' results when he was on gas gas, yeah. right? He was winning motos, winning overalls on that equipment. So I don't think it's going to be any sort of equipment problem. I am once again puzzled by Colton Hoff. He switched teams again. Uh, this is three teams in four years, I think, he for him. He was very incentivized to go to the team he's at. Oh, he was? Yes. Okay. Um, I never know what you're going to get with Colton Hoff. Mm-hmm. You just never know. Like, literally, again, we've seen the Nations rides over the years, right? Um, yeah, he could be great, or yep. I don't know. Yeah, that, that Yamaha team kind of went all in to try to to try to try win motos and races. Um, they, they spent a lot of money, uh, and they went after the guys they wanted, so... I don't know what to expect from Koldenoff either. Uh, you know, the team he was on was Standing Construct. He had a factory bike, though. Um, but I think, yeah, from from what I hear, and I don't have facts, but what I hear, the offer to go to Yamaha was really, really good. Right. So he'll, you'll be watching the MXGP over here, and then you'll be like, oh, look at Koldenoff, like to, on one yeah. random day, mm-hmm. right? Which he's, I think he's one of the the stars of the sport that Americans know the least about, but. He's legit. Yeah. You well, were, I think if you're at Redbud, you you knew that he was legit. Right. But know. I don't. I don't think anybody even knew who it was. Like they're like, who is this dude? Who? He's beating Hurlings. Right. He just yeah. dominates the right. moto. Like I don't. Right. And, and 
I don't think anybody knows what he looks like. Right. I don't think they know anything about him. Yeah, I'll tell you what he looks like. He wears these 100% sunglasses <laughs> that are way too big for his face. Every time I see him, he's got 100% glasses on. And I, I have nothing against 100% glasses. They're fine. They're just so big for his face. Yeah. Someone has to stop him. Someone has to be like, Glenn, stop wearing the massive glasses. I think the thing I'm most curious for is uh, to see how he starts the year. Because Colton Huff has had this bad habit of starting very slowly mm -hmm. and then he gets better and better and better and better and by the end of the series he's winning motos and overalls but yeah. championship wise it's over yeah right if he could start faster he would be a real championship contender i'm not saying he would win it but he would be in the conversation and it's it's been the story of his career um so i'm really curious to see what his form is like to start the series because i kind of know what it's going to be at the end he'll be good right what about van horbeek what do you think he's going to do on that bike? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting, though, to see a new bike, right? I think they're planning to come to the U.S. Oh, soon. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's been good, though. Like, yeah? you look at Italian oh, championship yeah, he's stuff always... he's been racing. He, I mean, he's been he's winning He's a veteran, stuff. man. He's solid. Stribos yeah. has been good. Yeah, yeah Stribos is back. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. these guys that are way off the radar, um, yeah, you always have to qualify these these off-season races and international races oh, especially the euro guys but yeah, yeah. yeah there's there are definitely some interesting storylines to see uh see what these guys bring to the first round because they're coming in confident you know right. they are they've right. been killing it uh watson what do you think well lewis phillips to tell you he's going to be yes. in the mix to win right um i don't know you know you look at how badly vlanderen struggled that, last year that's or jonas when he jumped up yep. or, or tixier or these other guys right. that have jumped right. up yeah and vlanderen would tell you that Equipment was a serious problem uh -huh. last year, and he had no chance on the bike he was on. Um, so, I don't know. I, it's such a, it's such a different dynamic with their equipment versus ours. Like yeah. our bikes are a production bike is pretty good. Factory bikes are way better. Don't get me wrong, but a a production 450 that has been a lot of work done to it. Somebody can do really well yeah. on it. I don't know what there's the MXGP bikes are so different. Yeah, you know, every time I go over there, I look at like I look at Geyser's bike, and I'm like. What the yeah. hell is that? I, well, I feel like Honda and KTM are the only ones that are really doing Yeah, they're really stuff. stepping right. out. Right. I don't feel like the other guys are doing much. I bet you for Sandtracks, they're running different frames. They are. You know KTM I mean? is definitely yeah. doing it. Right. That. So they're yeah. just like, hey, we're going to Sandtrack. Let's run yep. a different frame. We're not doing that over here, obviously. No. Um, but you remember like when we went to Teutschenthal in 2013? You remember Max Noggle's Honda? Like the shock sat in a different angle and all kinds of crazy stuff. I, mean, I don't you, remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, you know, right. typically a shock's vertical, right? Yeah. This thing was diagonal on the bike and I'm, I'm looking at it i'm like what on god's green earth is happening but they can do anything they yeah, want yeah you know? uh yeah so watson's a, a, a i mean he'll be top 10 he'll be a top 10 guy i feel uh yes but he will. But, he will. but but yeah i, I mean he's a factory factory yeah. yamaha rider right. i think that you know if anything we should have learned what his brother did at motocross the nations they can obviously ride um i think you know the story for a lot of these guys that we don't really know how they're going to do is going to be the start. You know, do I think Ben Watson can start 18th and move past all these guys we're naming and get into the top six, seven, eight? No, I don't. Mm -hmm. But if he starts fifth, I think he's fast enough to go with him. Yeah. So, yeah I yeah. mean, I think uh, anywhere between five to 10 to start. I mean, I don't think he's, I don't think he's an elite in this, in this class, but I mean, he can be, you know, five to 10. Good rookie year. He can. Yeah. He which, can. Which is kind of where Sewer started. Yeah. You know, when you look at Sewer's kind of rise from MX2 up. I yep. think the right situation, the right day, um, he can definitely put on a moto. Really uh, is Jesse Konis back? He's riding again. Is, yes. he, is he racing like Russia? Like, is he ready? Know. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. Shout out to Jesse Konis if he's yeah. if he's. Uh, I think yes, because he raced in Ernay. 
He did? Yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming he's back. That's awesome. Bad accident for him. So, yeah. uh, I, And if I'm wrong on that, please don't crucify me, but I, I, I'm i almost positive I right. saw him in the results at her name. Uh, Tonus is done, right? He got let go, and then I don't yeah. think he has anything. And he's, what he I, was on that team for a really long time. Yeah. Did I um, see him have anything? I don't think I, I did. I don't know. Right. Um, I should know that, but I don't. Jacoby, uh, MX2 German yep. kid, uh, will be in the mix, of course, uh, up there. Um, is Leok around? I need a MXGP season with Leon. Uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to Wasn't see. Wasn't he it. a fly guy? For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also, Boutron. Ah, oh, keep it going, Boutron. <laughs> keep, keep it. Boutron keep it has going. been in fly his entire career. Has he really? Yes. Uh, Simpson? He's got Simpson a new ride, right? is racing, yeah, but I don't know what to make of what Sean's going to do because he's been racing these British rounds and it hasn't been going very well. Right. So, you know, Sean is previous moto winner. He was a longtime fly athlete as well. Um but you look at the lineup and you start wondering, okay, where is Sean going to fit into this thing? Mm-hmm. If it's raining, okay. If it's sandy, okay. Yeah. But a normal race, you know, throughout the course of a season, I yeah. don't know, man. It looks tough. He uh, He's getting up there too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Fly Racing, Racer X uh, podcast. This is MXGP preview with myself and Jason Thomas. We're going to call Kellen Brower here shortly. Thanks to the folks at motorsport.com. All orders over 79 bucks are free shipping. Uh, OEM parts, aftermarket parts, motorsport.com will have you covered. Uh, if you go to motorsport.com and uh, it doesn't work out for you or you, you have a question, email me using a contact form at pulpmex.com. I'll pass it on to the powers that be at Motorsport. They are riders themselves. They've got a whole bunch of gearheads helping people out and uh, really, really good people for customer service. So support the guys at Motorsport. They support Filthy Phil, RV, myself, and uh, again, OEM and aftermarket parts. they got great prices that you can get Maxis, you can get Renthal, you can get Fly all over at motorsport.com. And so please, yeah, check, give them a try and uh, see what you think. And the folks at Kobo Links as well, for over 25 years, they've been making lower links for motorcycles for everything from Apulia to Yamaha, used by trail riders, motocross racers, and adventure tours. Like the first link, each one is still CNC to night hole for riders of all ages, heights, and abilities. Increase your plushness, improve your cornering, and gain confidence by hiring a lower center of gravity. The folks at Kobo Links can do that for you. The best part is 15% off any link and free U.S. shipping by using the code PulpMX at KoboLinks.com. K-O-U-B-A links.com, 15% off, uh, and uh, by using the code PulpMX. So, and again, thanks to Renthal, Renthal.com, Maxis.com, and then the folks at Fly Racing, uh, all on board with us as well. So um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, let's dive some more into MXGP talk. All right, let's uh, get our own Racer X's Kellen Brower on. Uh, Kellen, the excitement level for MXGP kicking off for you this weekend, higher then uh, Paula, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships are the same level. <laughs> um, I would say quite a bit higher than than Paula specifically, but no, I'm actually I'm just really excited that we have both series racing again. Like it's yeah. it's fun that we can watch Pro Motocross one weekend and then the next weekend we got GPS to watch. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, you uh, you love this stuff for sure. Lupino's Lupino's uh, qualifying time. Slash strong second moto, Callan. There was nobody happier than you. Did I see you windmilling them on out there? <laughs> no, that was not me. But sure, there were there were a few others out there. I mean, that was just really cool to see. It was, uh, yeah. Him come over and and, and uh, give out and see kind of where he stacked up. I was personally surprised to see him fifth fastest. I didn't think he would he would go that high. But yeah. hey, I mean, kudos to him. He he figured some stuff out and. Uh, he said he's going to go back and try some settings out that he worked on here, and we'll see if it pays off this weekend. Yeah, Dan, our buddy Dan Truman, uh, the, the, he said his stuff was too soft. Lupino's stuff was soft. So then, <laughs> shocking. Yeah, yeah, shocking, right? So then Dan said, okay, we'll do it. 
He couldn't get a hold of Lupino. The WP guy took it apart and was like, I, I don't have any of these parts. This is all work factory <laughs> stuff that I can't fix. So Dan was like, well, just put a, a U.S. setting in. And our buddy Dan, and so he got a set of suspension. Totally different internals from what he's used to. And the first time he rode practice was brand new suspension that he'd never ridden before. Oh, I love it. It was a great story. So, uh, you know. Yeah, and, he, yeah. he had said that uh, he went out. What he said was, oh, I really hope this works because we're not going to be able to change it because you have so so little time here yeah. compared to what you have in the GPs to yeah. actually change a setting if you didn't like it. Or right, not. right. So, so yeah, JT and I were doing some bench races before we got you on here. Look, if everybody races all the motos, and with Tim Geyser and Jeffrey Hurlings and Jorge Prado, that is a big question, Mark, right? But if they all race the motos, I honestly think it's 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 Hurlings, Prado, Geyser. It, to me, in that order, JT's coming around on Geyser and said, no, hold up on that. Where are you at with these three guys? Because they are the title favorites. Um, they just have to stay healthy, all of them. Yeah, I would say it's probably Erling Geyser Prado to me. I okay. still think Prado, uh, though he did figure it out a little bit by the midpoint of the season last year, uh, still I think has some growing to do within the class and, and be able to repeat that weekend after weekend before I'm, I'm fully there on him. Okay, uh, But I do agree with you that I think it's going to be those three. I, I think that for at least the first half of the season, it's going to be a lot Geyser and hurlings with with guys are probably getting the upper hand a lot of the time if they're all, if they're going to race all the rounds like you said uh because it seems like hurlings is still kind of slowly working back into things here and and getting his feet under him because that was a, a big injury that he dealt with and i think mentally it's maybe put him like a hurdle or two back and he's he's got to kind of jump again to get back to where he was yeah it's kind of how how what's your concern level on, on a scale of one to 84 for uh hurlings preseason results ben watson beat him um, I didn't see the Erne results, but JT said that he lost a moto in Erne. Yeah, uh, Seawer, I think it was, beat him in one of the motos. Yeah, and so. uh, and then Fevre was keeping him honest, I guess, in the second moto there as well. Um, I'm not too concerned with it because it seems like preseason, sometimes these guys have uh, different motives. Uh, yep. You know, some are actually trying to race for the championship that they're in. You know, I think yeah, Fevre yeah. was was hoping to maybe win the French championship or something like that, where Hurlings is just doing a one off yep. and then, you know, the same thing with Watson. So um, I, I think for him, he just had so little time on the bike that to come out and still contend to be right at the front is kind of classic Hurlings. So I'm not too concerned about that. I think it's just more about, um, you know, getting back on the gate in MXGP, getting his feet underneath him again and, and feeling what it's right. like to be on the gate with all those guys before he's really dialed back in. But, of course, the question is, Kellen, of course, uh, can they stay healthy? Uh, we all make the joke about Gumby Geyser because he absolutely eats it. <laughs> uh, and Prado, you know, he, he was out for a while. Uh, his first year in, in Hurlings has really only completed one season in, in four, JT? Four? Three? Something like that. Yeah. 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 And he won, and he and he dominated yep. the year. He yep. he finished all of them. Uh, so health is the biggest mark. Maybe they all get hurt. Uh, Kellen and Sewer wins the title, or, or Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean that would be Sewer. I just uh, was writing a kind of like a few article this morning, and and it's kind of crazy to go back and see he's he's been so consistent, finished second in the world championship twice in MX2 in 2016 and 17, and now has done it back to back years again in the GP class always right there but he just hasn't quite hit that next level to to go up and, and actually beat geyser or hurling straight up for race wins weekend and week out so he always ends up like 100 points down but 
yeah, maybe. Maybe he's the guy that steps in with these guys if they're all racing each other hard at the beginning of the year and the injuries start biting him. He could be the one that's in the perfect spot. Me and JT and I are uh, Tony Caroli fans. Right, JT? Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing Very will make us so. happier than Tony winning this championship. <laughs> to, to send him out like that yes. with a 10th title right. would be it. I epic. would put him on my shoulders at the final round <laughs> and carry him off. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, Ke- <laughs> Kellen, where are you at with Tony? Yeah, I think he's uh, he's just a little bit off those guys. And um, I think for him, there's he's like fighting this weird balance where title, but I think he's he's almost more focused on getting the 100 GP wins, which I think seven away from now um and so he's got like two different milestones to chase so it seems like it, it, we might see tony yeah so i think with tony I, I think he's just a tick off of those guys and i think uh for him it's going to be about taking the wins and uh when he can get them because he's he's really close to that 100th gp win and i think both of them will mean a lot if he could get the 10th title that'd be huge but the 100 gp wins would be uh, just a monumental milestone for him as well. So I think we're going to see him on his days kind of step out of his comfort zone a little bit to try to to win a GP or Nabamoto win here and there. Um, but I, I still think that he's probably like just a step below our top three that we talked about. Do you guys want to talk about hurlings for the next 30 minutes and I'll go run some errands or like, <laughs> what, what, like uh, you know, I'm telling you, Kellen, it's not hurlings. It's you people. It's you hurlings fans that drive me crazy. It's the fans. What do you mean? You people, you, you hurlings people. I just, I, the love of Jeffrey is just He's great. He is a great rider, but yeah, so, well, I, your I, mean, I look at, it, I look at it as when Stu was racing and I don't mean to, to make this comparison because oh, that's going to drive you crazy. Stop it. Yeah, tread <laughs> carefully. But with Stu, we always said if he made it a full season, he was healthy, he didn't DNF too many motos or anything like that, he was going to be your champion because that's how fast he was. And I think that's how we have to kind of look at hurlings in this scope of the MXGP landscape right now because he, speed-wise, has always got the handle on these guys. We know the injury bug comes into play, so that's like the 50-50 question of whether right. he makes it the whole season or not. But speed-wise, it, it's tough to bet against him. You know what, though? He's had some big injuries, and, dude, those catch up to you. What is he, 26 now, 25? I was going to say 25. 25, 26, no. and these injuries catch up to you. And, you that know, last one was a big one, too. Yeah, it was. That was, a big one. It was and it was odd. It was an odd crash, yeah, right? Well, and uh, anytime you're paralyzed for a little yeah. bit, that's – that's got so, to leave some sort of residual effect. You know, maybe he just comes back and he isn't the same. I don't know. It's hard. I, I'm with you, though, Kellen, and JT agreed. The preseason stuff for the European racers seem to be all over the map on effort level. And, and work, you know, they could be testing. Mm-hmm. They could be uh, just riding, you know, to get to, to all that kind of stuff. So I'm not right. I'm not freaking out about the preseason stuff as far as hurlings goes. But, but yeah, maybe he's just not the same guy. Maybe he's just not. Uh, it's, it'll be it'll be tough. It'll be tough to see for you hurlings fans. I am full condolences <laughs> if he's not the same guy. So I don't think he's gonna dominate. I really don't. You don't think okay, so if he stays healthy, mm-hmm. you don't think we see a repeat of three years ago now or t- whatever no. whatever year that you was. Know, yeah, yeah. I think the other guys have gotten a lot better. Yeah. Uh, really the only person he was even battling them was Tony. Yep. It was just those two, and I don't think that's the situation at all now. All right. I think Prado's there, I think Geiser's there, I think Seaware will have his moments. I think there's a lot of guys that on their day will be right in the mix. Those are going to be your guys that are week in and week out there. But I think that there's a lot of talent that are going to have good days and are going to mix it up. Febra, I mean, you just go down the list. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of good guys. Uh, Koldenhoff. Kellen, we talked a little bit about Ben Watson. He's making his uh, debut here in the uh, MXGP class. Uh, I say 5 to 10. 
I say he'll start off like uh, a sewer a little bit uh, when sewer made the jump. I think he'll, he'd be better than Vlandarin. He'd be better than Atixia. He'd be better than a Jonas. Uh, but I still think five to ten for Ben Watson. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that he uh, he might come out this week maybe a little bit more guns blazing, though, because he, he'll have a little bit of confidence build up. I think anytime you beat Jeffrey Hurlings, no matter what the effort level is, you're going to oh, be a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, he's going to yeah. be a little bit more jazzed up about it. So I think, um, as as we do see oftentimes with uh, rookies in, in either MXGP or MX2, they, they kind of come out and, and set the world ablaze before they level back off to a, a zone that we'll see them in. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him run top five this yeah. weekend, but I agree, settle back uh, into that five to ten range throughout the year. Except for Prado. Prado started slow. Right, well, but That's oh, his true. leg, his yeah. leg was coming off an injury. Was coming off yeah, his leg, was... so yeah, I guess a little bit of that. Was but, it? But to your point, leg? I mean, like femur, even, femur yeah. yeah. Even when he raced uh, donations on a 450, it wasn't like he, you know, came out and went one one right away. No, the first time on a 450. So. Right, right. Uh, Roman Fabra, uh, Kellen, I said, and JT mostly agreed that uh, Roman Fabra will crash, and then there'll be weekends where he will be untouchable. Yeah, I yeah. think that's very fair as well. <laughs> and but honestly, I feel like uh, what we're talking about with injury bugs, like he's another guy that unfortunately it finds him more often than not. And last year he was pretty good about it. He seemed to kind of uh, ride through a couple nagging injuries and then pick up the pace by the end. But um, I would be just as concerned with him if he starts off strong and he's right at the front in the early, you know, three or four rounds of the year. That that's another thing that could be a problem for. Him. He has to make it you know, halfway into the season before we're really saying like, oh, maybe he's figured it out this year. Mm-hmm. What about Mitch Evans? What do you know about that? Wrist injury keeps him out of the opener. JT and I are like wondering, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much, honestly. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, just, he's the, another guy that I think that like on his days, he'll be really good, but it seems like most of the time he's kind of hovering in that five to 10 range that we right. put Watson in. So I think, um, yeah, he'll have his days, but I, I, maybe coming off this injury, it's going to be a little while for him to build up to a level that we were a little bit more accustomed to seeing him when he was at that front-running pace. Did it strike you as a little strange that he would skip the first round? I don't know. I I, I, I think maybe with him, the goals are different. Um, from within that team, obviously, they put a lot of effort into Geyser. So I, I think for him, it's more about just being kind of the, the best that he can be when he's at 100%. And if he's not there, there's not a re- a big reason for him to go and risk it because yeah. he's not going to be contending for the championship. But it is a little strange when these guys have just, you know, some nagging injuries that they don't elect to at least go out there and put a couple motos in and just try to score some points. But, again, the goals are always different, it seems like, for everybody. See, the only thing with me, I thought, and I don't know what kind of physical condition he's in. If he's planning on racing the second or third round, he must not be too bad. So yeah. I just thought it might be really beneficial for him to go through the weekend. Okay, if you don't run or ride the motos, that's fine. But maybe even if you're going to stay home and practice, wouldn't it be good to go through a weekend at the race, like ride the practices on Saturday? If you're just going to stay home and prepare for the second and third rounds, then go there and ride. Like even if you don't feel comfortable racing yet, go out there and test your race bike, put it in a race condition, you know, do all those things. That would just be my, my thought. Um, it is, that's why I kind of came down to where I think something else may be going on because to me, even if you're not ready, then put that out there. Say, I'm not ready, but I'm going to, I just want to get through the weekend and get into the series. So when I do feel better, I'm, I'm more acclimated to it because he hasn't raced in a really long time. Um, so it just seemed odd to me. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think you guys may have already talked about it, but Arminas Jasakonis, who who did go out and try to race last weekend in France, um, you know, he's coming off that massive injury that he had at Mantova last year. And I mean, a coma. Year. The guy was in a coma. Yeah, I, I, exactly. But I yeah. mean, like, so he he has already raced, but he's still electing to skip the opener because he he feels like he can get a little bit more kind of mentally prepared, maybe work on the bike a little bit more, and, and come out swinging in Great Britain. And I think maybe that's something that we're seeing with Evans, maybe. Uh, the wrist injury is kind of just like taking him out of it a little bit. And, and for his sake, he doesn't want to go out there and, you know, kind of give half effort, which is mm-hmm. kind of a bad way to look at it. But I think that's how Jessica Conis is looking at it coming back from that injury. And maybe Evans has kind of got a similar uh, mentality to it. Kellen, I'm going to Sweden, uh, Udavella, um, this year. Do you want me to oh, maybe yeah. try to get Hurling's glove or maybe a paper towel he had used or anything? <laughs> Do you want me to try to ask Jeffrey for something for you? Uh, I'm all good. Okay. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, MXGP Preview with Kellen Brower and uh, and JT here. Um, so who's your champion, MXGP? I'm going to go Prado. I'm going out there. Prado. I'm going Geyser. I'm going to go Geyser, too. Yeah, as J- much as I think Hurlings is the best rider, I don't know, man. He's right. had a rough time putting a whole season together. And, and Geyser has... As many times he's crashed, he just keeps on getting oh, up. Yeah. Keeps <laughs> on getting up. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, MX2, let's touch on that. Um, I don't know, man. This is a real big turnover in this class. There's a lot of kids that I don't know a whole lot about. Uh, obviously, Tom Vial. JT, could KTM put Kellen on a bike in MX2 for top fives? Right top now? fives, yes. Yes, top he fives. Would, right, he, would right. Not, like, <laughs> he would not win. Literally grab anyone. Yeah, Vial is too good. Yeah. But, uh, I, well, perfect example. I mean, they're kind of doing it like right. these kids, Hofer and these, I don't know anything. I mean, I, right. I know because I need to study them for my trips to Europe, but they just grab guys. Did you know anything about no. Tom Vial other than he yeah. was Fred Vial's son? Nothing. Nothing. Right. Right? nothing. He goes out <laughs> no. and just and, killing And honestly, him. I think that's where the Max Volan thing comes from. Yeah. I think they're like, I don't look what we're doing in MX2. We'll do it here. We'll yep. just grab yep. a kid 16, yep. 17. Well, we'll do it live. Max is Max is 19, <laughs> so Max is a little bit older. But whatever. They're yeah. like, we'll grab a, a kid, and and he'll grow in our program. Yep. You know? Um, I mean, it's hard to argue with it. Look at oh, their yeah. damn results. So, I mean, Good Vial's Lord. the favorite over Gertz, or what do we – I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. I'll Unless, can you tell me what happened to TKO? Does anybody know? Uh, he was TKO'd. No, I don't know. <laughs> He's racing no, 450. He's racing oh, 450. Yeah. Oh, he did? Yeah, he's on Husky. Yeah, oh, I missed this. Okay. Why didn't we, we we needed to touch on TKO then? I didn't yeah, know. That's, moved my, up. that's my fault. Yeah. He signed a 450 Husky deal like midway through the season. Okay. Last year. All yeah. right. He was going to age out anyway. Yeah. Okay. So where's TKO? Like around Watson, right? Yeah. I think, I, I, go ahead. Well, go ahead, JT. No, no, I was just going to say I know uh, there's a lot of hype around TKO on the 450. So I don't know. Ugh. That's all I got. He really crapped the bed in MX2 last year. Yes. I wondered what, who was going on. He is huge. Is he? Yes. He's yeah. way too big for a 250. Okay. All yeah. Right. So I, I kind of always I always qualified his results because his start sucked and he was always underpowered because he was so big. So right. maybe maybe the four fifty works. Uh go ahead. Yeah. Come Yeah, same thing as JT was saying, like he was huge. So I think a lot of people theorize like even when he was like nineteen or twenty that this kid's gonna be great on a four fifty. Um and there is a lot of hype around him because of that. I'm a little surprised because he didn't do too well at Rene last weekend, and it, like it seems like like all the hype that had you know Olsen finishing top five or something in GPs last year is switched over to Watson, and Watson's carrying the flag for the for the MX2 debutante. So um, I, I think with him he, again, like on his days in the sand, probably he's going to be really good, and 
and um, he'll develop into a, a great rider on that 450, I think. But it, it looks like he's coming in a little bit kind of off. So do we think uh, Vial's the favorite, though? Yes. You, by far? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, Geertz yeah, is, and Geert, Geertz yeah, is ahead, great, Jim. but, I mean, he crashes so much. I, I And I was... When I first went to start doing these television events for MXGP, um, you know, I work with Paul Malin, and he's really knowledgeable. He's close friends with the Geertz family. He knows the dad. He knows them really well. And he was filling me in like, this kid's going to be great. He's going to win. He's still in high school at the time, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And so I kind of studied up, and I'm like, man, he's kind of next. But ever since then, man, it has been a crash fest for that kid. He's fast enough to win. He will win. Yeah. But until he can figure out how to stay on his bike, most of the motos, he ain't going to win a championship. And Renault got better as the season went on last year, I yeah, think. Yeah, Renault's right? going to be good. Right. Yeah, Renault. Paul is going to be good. Um, um, there's going to be a lot of kids that if you're watching MX2 for the first time, you're going to be like, who the hell is that? Moose Dyke was. Yeah, Roman. Uh, is he a sand guy? Rowan he's more of a sand guy, right? Yeah, yeah he's, he's Dutch. Good. So. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He's more, good. But though. he's good everywhere. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, um, but yeah, so with Geertz, though, the, the big kind mm -hmm. of problem this weekend is he's coming in with a knee injury. He tweaked it in the second moto at Rene last weekend. And there was a, a thought early in the week that he wasn't even going to go, going to, go to Russia. So um, I, I think he's going to be well off the pace this weekend and, mm -hmm. and really uncomfortable. And that's already going to put him at a huge disadvantage, obviously, to Vial, who is probably going to whole shot both motos and probably win both motos at this rate. So I'm going yeah, uh, to go on a limb and say a KTM whole shots MX2. <laughs> but I think it's specifically Vial because even though Hoffer's younger, he's yep. a pretty big kid, and, and Guadagnini's also pretty big as well. So I, you know, I think Vial is just he's, he's the perfect size for that bike and is going to whole shot both motos with ease. Steve, do you know anything about Gu Guadagnini? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I don't know much about Hoffer. Yeah. I, 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 I thought he was Dutch for, for a while. <laughs> Where's he from? He's not Dutch. Austria. Uh, yeah, Austria. Yeah, yeah, I was Which like... they love him because of that, right? Yeah, yeah, KTM. I was like telling somebody like, yeah, the Dutch kid, the KTM picked up, and they, they didn't know who I was... And I'm like, <laughs> the Dutch kid, the factory guy. And they, they're looking at me like, you're an idiot. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't know. I thought he was Dutch. So, yeah, I, again, this class has got some turnover. Like, it's it's kind of, you got to start watching it a little bit more to learn more about it. If Hofer makes yeah, it... Yeah, but with... If Hofer makes it... Sorry, Kellen, yep. you jump in. If Hofer makes yep. it, they're going to pump him up to no end right, being Austrian. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. But but Guadagnini, I think, was a very underrated signing for them uh, because all last year in EMX 250, he was pretty much the fastest guy, uh, but he, he crashed quite a bit. And it seems like KTM has done a massively good job over the years of taking guys that they, like, they know have the talent and possess it and kind of like honing the right skills about them. And I, I feel like he's going to kind of like shock a lot of people this weekend I, I i think him and fellow emx 250 debutant uh thibaut benestant who's going to be on the EM, uh the monster energy yamaha 250 team both have a lot of hype about them this weekend but i would put guadagnini on the podium this weekend honestly oh really okay so his kid's gonna be that good um and jed beaton still husky i'm not i don't have him on the podium okay i have uh Either Renault or Barame, probably Renault. I think Renault has a chance of maybe winning this weekend. Was Renault not fast at the end of the year last year? Yeah, he was fast. Like I seemed like he rode better. Um. Oh, by the way, we didn't touch on uh, my guy Ferrado has moved up. He has. Ferrado it's be a tough year. Has for moved Ferrado. up. Oh, that but class. We got not, personality for days though. We do that's true. But, but that class is these people. He's fans' favorite. He's a fan favorite. <laughs> 
Every time I post a photo from the Pulp Studio, I have Ferrado's jersey hanging up over there. Yep. And he always is stoked when it makes the the, the guest photo. My like, favorite thing about Ferrado is Dan telling us that he doesn't speak Italian. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite story. Dan ever was like, about. he's not even. Didn't even have anything to do with him. Yeah. As far as he him, him being involved. He doesn't even <laughs> speak Italian. And we're like, well, what is he speaking? Pardon me? JT's like, does he do like the clicks like like from the natives? Like, like <laughs> Dan, Dan Truman, everybody. And he meant to say, like, the dialect, like right. he, but, like, yeah. it's still Italian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, uh, Jed Beaton, thoughts on him? Yeah, he, I think he's going to be yeah, very strong guy. this year. Right. Yeah, I mean, he, he uh, you know, he came out kind of guns blazing last year and then hit a bit of a lull, but then when we picked back up and, and uh, he won a moto in Mantova, and right. I think that he – He's going to be one of those guys that's going to be kind of pestering Vial on on good days and uh, land on the box a lot and might be a sneaky pick to end up second in this championship if is you know not yeah. going to be healthy and, and Renault doesn't pick up right where he left off kind of thing. I think Beaton's going to be there to take a a stab at it. Uh, I was telling JT uh, Kellen like just. I don't know what you can totally take from last year with so many of the same tracks run and so many of the ones, you know, we didn't get a lot of sand stuff last year. You know, we didn't get the typical kind yeah. of MXGP stuff. I don't know. I mean, look, uh, Vial is the guy and, and we the, the MXGP class, those the guys we talked about are the guys. But, man, I'm almost excited to because of the normalcy of the, of the schedule being back. Yeah, I think one of the things that's going to be a takeaway, though, from last year is that a lot of these guys like Beaton and Mm-hmm. Um, like Mikkel Harrop, who had a good moto, uh, and uh, you know Van der Moosdijk won a, a race in Belgium. All these guys suddenly are going to be like, "Hey, I can do it!" You know, like I, I can right. run with these guys on my good days. A hundred percent, I'm going to be at the front, and uh, that might translate into maybe overriding a little bit this year because they're going to go to some tracks that they weren't necessarily racing or fast at last year, and they're going to think that they're always at the front, but you might see more guys with like a willingness to, to go that extra step to try to win a moto or end up on the podium because they were there and they, they feel like they should be there. So now they feel like they belong at the front. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, yeah. All good points. Right. For sure. Um, do you think they get all these things in Kellen, all the races in, I was telling JT, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, some more movement and some more cancellation. We got the course, we got the MXDN like three quarters of the way through the schedule. So yeah, I, I don't, honestly, um, you know, even right now, my wife and I were trying to book tickets to go to donations and we're like, we're trying to hold off as long as we can to book the tickets and, uh, because we still feel like that might even get moved. Um, but I, I totally feel like some of these, some of these little flyaway races are here and there are going to, are going to end up either off the schedule or end up way late in December again. Like yeah. we saw some of the things moved were last year. Dude, so. December 5th, they're going to, that's, yeah. it's crazy. Cause, <laughs> yeah. cause you know, yeah. you, you look at 2022, we'll be back on schedule and that's a uh, late February. Uh, yeah. Early March. Yeah. yeah. Last like, weekend of February, sometimes, sometimes yeah, yeah. March. So like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so we're looking at two months. Hey guys, rest up for three weeks and get ready for I the would, season. I would think they would have to push it back. You think? Yeah. They, yeah there's I, no way they can I, turn I around know. that quickly. I mean, that's what they normally would want to do, yeah. right? But, um, God, you would hope so because these guys. I mean, you I mean, know, even just some. They start right? January, start, right? Maybe they, start in April, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Um, any races you're looking forward to at all, Kellen? Particular at all? Anything in um, like specifically? I don't know about any specific track. Um, I always like Lockett. I think that's my favorite track on the schedule. So happy that uh, I yep. think we're going back to that. So, yeah, you back, know, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I just I like the variety that we have on that schedule. There's obviously a lot of sand races because there's so much of you know the the paddock now training in sand so that i feel like they kind of purposely try to go to some more like latvia lamo and valkensward you know os was even supposed to be kind of a sand one too so um but i do like that you know we're starting on a kind of a crapshoot track for a lot of these guys like this really hard packed uh kind of gets blue groove mm -hmm. track in russia because it's going to be a curveball for some of these guys that have been probably training in the sand this entire time uh to come in and, and try to come up with setups yeah, um, I think Valkenswad's off the schedule. Did I see they're, they're they're shut down or something? They're getting back up and going. There was some info that came out today, oh, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so yeah some, there was some good news that came Shout out, out about recently. Shout out to man. Uh, just a legendary track for yep. the for the GPs forever. Yeah, so. a lot of uh, a lot people, Jeffrey Hurlings. There's a lot of influential people that are pushing hard to make sure that place sticks around. So I would expect to see that. Kellen, you're going to maybe go to the destinations in in That's Europe. That's oh, the plan. Wow. Yeah, you're gonna love it. It's amazing. It's a great spectacle. Yeah, I mean, I've always really, really wanted to go, right. um, and it just timing wise didn't work out for us too much. But um, yeah, my wife is a big fan of. We've been to Europe a few times already, and she really wants to go back to Italy. So when she found out it was in Italy right. again, she's like, "Let's book tickets." So well, yeah, we're hoping to go. I took Steve, my, are you in? I took my wife to Mantova. Are you in? For what? Mantova. Yeah. Okay. I took my wife to Mantova GP. And there was no ice to be found anywhere. All the <laughs> drinks were warm. That. It was 110 degrees. Bathrooms are did you guys, on the ground. You guys stayed in Mantua or did you stay like in Milan and travel in? No, I stayed in um, uh, not – what's the – Verona? No, Verona. Stayed in Verona, yeah. yeah. So I was going to say I went to Venice. Took her to Venice. She really liked that. She didn't like the, the uh, no ice at the racetrack. Wasn't a fan <laughs> of that. But other than that, she was okay, yeah. So – um, all right. Anything else, boys? MXGP preview. Looking so I got Prado. You got Geyser. Yep. Kellen's got Geyser. We all got Vial. I can't believe we're not mm -hmm. picking Hurlings. I can't believe you guys aren't either. <laughs> I'm the, more shocked than anybody. When the fan club um, hears about this, will you guys be uh, ejected? Paul is probably going to disown us. Right? Parabinos yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. The, but when you look at it, man, like, we all know how great he is, but he's coming off a huge injury and... He's had a tough time staying healthy before that. I, I don't know. I, I hope so. I think Hurlings is one of the most talented riders we've ever seen, but I just don't know. Yeah. You know, he, he's given us every reason to think that he's not going to yep. stay healthy, unfortunately. Right. Mm -hmm. See, and to me, like, Geyser, look, he's he's a bad dude. There's no doubt. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm at the thing where, like, if everybody doesn't get hurt, Geyser doesn't beat them. You know what I mean? Like, we've never seen it. Literally, Matterly last year. No, no, no. I mean in a yeah, championship. In a championship, like I mean in a, in a championship. Like, yeah, he doesn't beat these guys. Who's to say he wouldn't have last year? I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, nobody. But Prado was really kind of taking it to him. I felt. Really, you think so? Yeah, before he got hurt, it seemed uh, like Prado was was. I mean, Prado beat him. Prado is, and now Prado's another year experienced, right? Yeah. Another, yeah. Prado is incredibly good at racing from the front, which he puts himself right. there a lot. But that I think that's the key. If he if he gets the whole shots all season, good luck to everybody else, man, right. because he knows what to do with it. Right. So, yeah, yep. but I, I don't know, man. But, I I mean, guys are going to have more confidence and everything else. Yes. So, yeah. Guys yep. are – I believe the main difference of what you've seen the last year or two is that I believe that Geyser be feels deep down in his heart that he is the alpha in the class now. Right. I think he believes mm -hmm. that. Now, whether – I think Jeffrey Hurlings would tell him to pound sand with that thought – but I believe that Tim believes that, and that's a that's a big deal. Like he's not—I don't think he's intimidated by Jeffrey Hurlings. I definitely don't think he's intimidated by Prado. Um, yeah. So 
that's a significant change because I think that for a few years, everybody was intimidated by hurlings. Everybody. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, an interesting series to walk into where a few guys are all thinking that it's their championship to lose. Yep. Go, Tony. Oh, you, <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to talk me into that one. Right, right. I, I'm there with you guys. I, I, I would be over the moon to see Tony win a 10. Yeah, yeah, it, it, would, it would be amazing. And you know what? Hurlings is going to pass him on all-time wins here shortly, too. Yeah. Probably. <sighs> That's make, make me upset. Does, I may go on does a Hurlings rant. catch... Does Hurlings catch Everts this year then? What does he need? Isn't Everts like 102 or something? I honestly Oh, I thought no Everts idea. was higher. Everts is uh, Everts is just right there, you think? I thought it was something close. It's uh it says here it's 101 for Everts, 90 for Antonio, 88 for Hurlings. <sighs> Hurlings probably passed him this year. <laughs> 13 GP wins. No, I mean pass Caroli. Sorry, he'll pass Caroli. Oh, right, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. He'll he'll get Everett's, but honestly, Everett's Everett's record, like, I shit on that record too. Seriously, why? Because he raced three classes in one day one time. Like he was <laughs> dropping down and riding. Like, so like, you're, like say, you're saying that's a bad thing. It's yeah, just what? Like, <laughs> that makes it more impressive. <laughs> you're saying it's a bad thing that he won three races in one day. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> and then and then, well, there were one motos. There were one motos, yeah, right? Were. Like, just come on, three man. Motos. Right, and then also there are 45 minutes. Though. Albie, Albie beating Everett's goes back to America. Tortelli beating Everett's goes to America. Like these guys were leaving Europe that were beating yeah, Everett's, Stefan. So you, you know you could, but you could say the same thing about Tony and Hurlings. Like if Roxon and Marv never left, like I don't think the records look exactly the same. Oh, okay. All right. You're right. Right. You're like, right. Like nope. wouldn't you say Roxon would have won a couple more uh, titles? You you, you have to figure Roxon would be a, a, a yes a, a, an MXGP champion at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Marv's tough start to the season, Kellen? Oh, it's rough, but you know what? The train it, it takes a while to get rolling, but okay. once it rolls, we're coming. Very surprising coming off his Salt Lakes, where you're like, it is actually. You're yeah, like, oh, I, he feels thought, better. His knees good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he kind of would come out swinging like be right. right up there with what we saw to see in cerullo at the opening rounds right and just carry that momentum but no he he looks off poor poor kellen jt <laughs> yeah that's a it's a rough life kellen has hey, you know what it's okay because i it's tough to be the troll train life right now okay so <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll stick with mars yeah be, you, 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 want, you have to feel bad for math you want to talk about troll train and phil going out at lakewood i mean come on <laughs> that's a tough day for us yeah Tough rough day. day. Yeah, rough day. Right. Uh, you know what, though? This injury allows Troll Train to, to make an even better comeback next year. You know there what I mean? Go. Like a triumphant comeback, like Hurlings. How many of these opportunities is he going to have? I don't know. He's running out. <laughs> He's going to yeah. run out of this year. This year didn't look like the best uh, program no. I've ever seen. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not, not on the level of a KTM MX2 program. Speaking no. from someone no. who's had really right. sketchy programs, right. I know one when I see one. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the question with him, though, is now that we know that he has the most all-time starts in the 250 class, how far does he stretch that out before he retires? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Good good point. JT, fourth all-time in, in starts in 450. I know. Yeah. That's I mean, big. It's not totally accurate. I put all the, all the, all the 
clarifications down below on that stat. But uh, yeah, they're they're close, right? They're yeah, close. Yeah, even so. to be in the top ten. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. I don't think I'm falling out of the top the, ten. The, in the seventies, we don't have anybody from like twenty to forty. Right. So, but how many guys that raced every single week were twenty to forty? Right. Like you would have to have a disaster strike. Like yeah, like, I don't. So I mean, you I do feel like it's accurate, making right? any money right. if you're there. So you yeah. probably didn't do it for very long. No, exactly. So yeah. I do feel like those numbers are close. Right. We're close. So. Mm-hmm. All right, Kellen. Well, thanks uh, thanks uh, for the time. Are you going to be glued to Saturday and Sunday, uh, MXGP? Yep. yep. I already have the alarm set bright and early. We're watching. What time is it uh, that you need to be up at? I think it's like 2.30 or 3 a.m. or something like that. Oh, my. And you'll get up, Kellen. You'll get up. Absolutely. Holy shit. JT, you won't even do that. Uh, you know what? The MXGP TV app is so great. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Kellen's up at two thirty in the morning, everybody. Because I don't well, think it, I, I don't like, think it's gonna do me any good to do that. I am like every regular fan that you see yelling on Twitter every week, where I feel if I don't watch it live, I'll get a spoiler. And yeah, that's I'll not be gonna happen. Upset about it, so. I will avoid every yeah. aspect of social media until I watch it. See, I have to do it with yeah, MotoGP if I don't that, make though. it. Formula I'm not either, one. Kellen. I I do that for hockey games sometimes if I'm out with my wife or whatever, right? And I'll, a hockey game or you know some important thing, I'll I'll. I'll record it and then dude, I can never stay off social media to to you know to not see the result. No I, yeah. I'm very poor at that. So yeah. No I'm, chance. I'm with you on that for sure. So well congratulations, Keller. MXGP is back. You got you're so excited. So happy. And then yeah. uh, and then you have uh you have Saturday American Motocross on Saturday, Sunday MXGP, right? Like like going oh, forward from here. Yeah. Just wait till there's an F1 race on the same weekend. I'll just you won't even hear from me. I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> just be in heaven, st- buried deep in there in your cave. <laughs> your poor wife and new child that you have. Yes. yes. Cool. All right, Kellen Brower from RacerX Online. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the time, Jason Thomas, uh, as well. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed the Fly Racing RacerX podcast MXGP preview. Thanks, boys. See you. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just 
thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The Dogger, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts.